conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right. Good morning. The dynamic duo instead of the trio this week. Only one Michael on this call today. <laughs> Makes it easy for me. I'm good. Glad with that. Thank you. Uh, just kidding. We'll, we'll miss Mr. Ross. He's probably watching right now, talking a bunch of crap about us behind the scenes, but all is good. How was your weekend, Mr. Golden? A little tired, man. Uh, had the first bachelor party in, in some time down in New Orleans. So... Um, Part recovery, part uh, <laughs> feeling my age, but it's good fun. That's awesome. Well, 
Yeah, that actually is perfect for today's episode. You're, we're going to talk about our travel experiences recently. Uh, in order to get to New Orleans, you had to do a little bit of traveling. So I think this is a good fit. Uh, Mr. Ross has not been able to travel, so he would have just kind of been sitting there like a fly on the wall anyways. So uh, it's a good episode to do while, while he's out and about uh, yeah. enjoying some time off as well. Um, before we jump into the full discussion, and what's with the noise? Uh, we do have another revenue manage minute from our friends at Bowie. Uh, instead of it being Tim, we now have Candace Spiker giving us the daily, or sorry, the weekly details for revenue managers, hosts, property owners, etc. So tune in, and we'll get to what's with the noise right after. Revenue managers across North America are wondering if recovery summer is truly upon us. Well, it depends on where you are. Louisville, for instance, is opening doors to regional travelers May 14th through 15th, with concerts and a big basketball championship scheduled for the weekend. Same goes for June 11th, where a youth volleyball tourney marks the highest priced night of next month. Dallas events are a hit or miss. A rescheduled concert and an auto show are elevating rates June 22nd through 24th. Revenue managers shouldn't overshoot August 17th, though, because the ASAE National Conference has been scaled back this year. Finally, to Montreal, where we lost both the Grand Prix and Oceaga in recent weeks, but there's no need to panic. We anticipate elevated leisure travel over July and August, giving you plenty of opportunity to make up for lost ground. This has been Candace Spiker with Bowie's 60-second forecast. Looks like grandma just got off Bourbon Street this week with, uh, with her grandson. But this week, um, pretty big news. Saunders has been talking about going public for a while. The dollar amount was announced and the SPAC uh, was also announced, $2.2 billion. This is uh, a great sign for the short-term rental industry in general and really the travel industry. But this marks the second major uh, multi-billion dollar IPO or, or public offering at least uh, this year or in the past 12 months for the short terminal segment. And all signs point towards Vacasa joining the ranks by the end of the year. So uh, really a market of the times, a sign of the times for the industry and its professionalization, legitimization, and future funding of the space. So there's a lot of lot of opportunity, a lot of money flowing into the space um, since travel has, has started to rebound. And the shift in consumer behavior and consumer demand is certainly benefiting drive to markets. So hotels and short terminals in those markets. And then short terminals in general for longer stays, flexible housing, and uh, generally just family travel. So Exciting times. Congrats, Sonder. Um, wish you guys luck. But all in all, rising tides uh, raise all ships. So good for all of us within the, the segment. Couldn't agree more. Um, that's where I think it's about to get really exciting as uh, 
more stuff like this happens. More, uh, more, more spotlights uh, are hitting not just hospitality, but uh, overall, like you said, short-term rentals. So, um, yeah, I think and and it's interesting. Go ahead. There, there's an interesting piece I, I read an article from um, a place that I won't cite, but. It says investing in a, a startup right now in Mexico or India or Argentina would be next to impossible. Uh, whereas places like America where travel is open and these investors can actually go and meet the teams they're investing in, see the products they're investing in. It really puts countries that aren't opened up at a, at a big disadvantage. Mm-hmm. You know, Canada, for example, yeah. you can't go in and out. Australia, you can't go in and out. Like they, they have funding that they can get within their own countries, but external uh, financiers or, or investors just, it's going to make it tough. They're, they're going to be two or three steps behind the U S and, and the UK really, uh, especially on travel investment. And, yeah. and it's kind of a shame. A lot of good, a lot of good things. Oyo has come out of India, right? Uh, a lot of big things have come out of places that are not uh, the UK or, or the US. Um, heck, even Saunders started in, in Canada. They ended up in San Francisco, but lucky for them. Um, but yeah, it, it really it highlights an interesting point that the longer countries struggle with COVID and keep shut down, uh, the harder it is to rebound. And mm-hmm. segueing that into the topic, uh, I've been to New Orleans many times. I, I live within driving distance. Um, been going there since college and, and having a good time. One of my favorite cities. I've never been from Mardi Gras, but this this past weekend was the most crowded I've ever seen New Orleans. And there's people coming in from D.C. or from New York or from California where things have been locked down. They haven't enjoyed themselves. They can't go eat at a restaurant inside or drink at a bar, you know, without having capacities of, of people there. Uh, so I talked to some of these people and they're like, yeah, of course, like now's the best time to go to a city we've never been to that we always wanted yeah. to go to like new Orleans and new Orleans and Florida and, and some other you know, Southeastern States are, are really capitalizing on it. And they're, they're jumping ahead and in, in recovery a lot faster than, than the states that aren't. So we'll get into the good, bad, and ugly of, of the rebound of travel and, and a lot of things we've talked about on the show previously kind of in, in predictions. But yeah. first, want to get get your thoughts on some of that. You're, you're out of Seattle or, or out of Washington, and mm-hmm. um, I'd imagine restrictions are still fairly tight. Yeah, and there's actually a conversation of going back to phase one. Um, so I've had, we, we have for our management company, we only have one property live, but we have another bigger property with five acres coming on board. And I've already had people ask, uh, to do their wedding there because the venues aren't, they're going back, they're going backwards instead of forward, even with vaccinations, even with people being vaccinated and all this other stuff. So for, it makes sense. Like the reason these bars or restaurants and other cities that are open, they're, they had, well, we've had almost a year of, of pretty strict lockdowns. Now a lot of a couple of states and counties are, have been opened up a little bit longer than, um, you know, like Arizona's, you know, finally opening and 
uh, you know, Texas and all these other places are opening a lot more than, than others, like you said. So that's, you know, over 12 months of, of revenue loss, basically where they were supposed to be performing at a high, high level. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that they're open up and that people are flocking there because uh, let's be honest, it's not fun to see the same four walls, uh, 24 seven. And I just traveled to San Diego, which is still, California is still pretty locked down compared to, to most. Um, but I was kind of shocked when it like, not, not going to lie. I was blown away that there was that many people out and about when I got there. Um, it was, it was busy from the moment. Like granted, it's a big city, um, but still people everywhere all night long. The first yeah. night when I was there, uh, the roads were blocked off and people are walking and going to all these different restaurants and outdoor seatings. And there was no co- real capacity. <laughs> living yeah. There. yeah. Look, I, for me being around people is energizing. Yeah. But you want to talk about sensory overload, like, yeah. Um, from uh, lockdowns for a year into Bourbon Street, that's like jam packed and, you know, sight, sound, smells, like <laughs> everything. Uh, majorly sensory, sensory overload. Um, see, I've never been to New Orleans. So, like, I'm kind of curious to see, because I saw in the beginning of the lockdowns where it was like bare, naked streets, like nobody was there. Um, to, to now, which with all that, with give or take uh, Mardi Gras crowds, but it's kind of sounds interesting. Sounds yeah. Like fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I in general, I'd say a lot of the crowd was uh, was more drive to than it than it has been in the past. Okay. But you know, I think the there's certainly plenty of bachelor bachelorette kind of parties. That's what I was there for, mm-hmm. um, but you know, in shifting away from the excitement of getting to it, there were a lot of challenges that you know, we're, we're used to not facing. So mm-hmm. we were there just for one night. There were nine of us. So uh, a short-term rental didn't make sense. And we did stay in a hotel. So shout out Marriott. What's up? Um, the, the Sheridan's probably a 50 story hotel. One of the biggest down there. And Check-in process was, was pretty smooth, pretty easy. Got in the room early, um, and you, you have to valet there pretty much. There is no, no yeah. parking. Um, so access was good. You know, welcome emails, all that. Download the app. Not sure why I had to download the app because they don't have like the ability just to walk to my door. They don't have the mobile. They don't have the mobile check-in. No. no, they have a mobile check-in, but you still have to go get a key anyway. So it doesn't interesting doesn't save you any time. It's yeah. kind of pointless. Um, and so room's good, clean, all that. I'd say the struggle with the hotel. So there's two points of, of a hospitality touch point that you can, can win at. One is the check-in and then one is the checkout. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the way out to valet uh, for them to pick up our car, Took them 45 minutes. The you know Sunday wow. morning, everyone's leaving. Took them 45 minutes to get get the car. Did and, you guys call ahead? Uh, did, no. Like you, you normally don't have to call ahead that much, but and wait 45 minutes. But it's just like sitting at a restaurant and you're ready to leave, and the host or, or waiter never brings your check. 
Like mm-hmm. you, you had a great meal, great service, and then bam, like you, you massively swing and miss. And then it just kind of leaves that bad taste in your mouth when you're going and writing a review or going in yeah. and, and uh, wrapping up your trip. So I, I'd say a lot of people do focus on that first touch point, but man, do not forget that last touch point. And mm-hmm. Sheridan and New Orleans, if you're listening, like get more, uh, hire more people for valet on, on Sunday mornings. Like, yeah, seriously. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. Waiting 45 minutes to leave. If, if we had a rental car and had to get to the airport, like, yeah, might have missed our flight. Like, I, I wouldn't build a 45 minute buffer in to get well, a. And that's the thing, too. And I, I think that example shows, you know, we don't. For for one, like I, I've never waited that long for valet, but that kind of tells me either they're really short staffed or they didn't prepare. And I'm curious to know how many people or how many other hotels are struggling again to find a simple position such as valet. Like, is that was did you see any kind of like just kind of curious out of any job or like help wanted anything there? Nothing like no, we're hiring type statements. No, interesting. No, I mean, it was probably if it's 50 stories and I don't know, 20 rooms, of floor, like sounds pretty huge hotel. And they had two two people working ballet. Like if you have and half the half the place is probably turning over on Sunday morning. Yeah. 100%. Bring in 10 ballet people like make this move. So, yeah. Well, now I'm curious uh, from a front desk standpoint how was the check-in experience i'm other than like that's weird that they made you download the app because there's no bluetooth keys so uh i don't understand that point but um the overall check-in you know experience for you i want to know yeah so i've got status so you get in the fast line and it was it was pretty easy and straightforward like i didn't have to wait i walked up gave me my keys and, and off we went so it was it was good. There, there wasn't much of a line on, on the regular check-in either. Um, but was, they, they made you get wristbands to kind of make sure you're staying in the hotel when you walk in late at night, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's the thinking behind it, but kind of weird. Like I could just show you a room key instead. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if you're wondering, um, so I had to wear a stupid wristband the whole weekend, like it's not a resort or anything. Like I'm not getting yeah. anything for wearing this wristband. So that was strange. Um, I don't know who made that decision, but yeah, I, I think maybe part of it is they're short staffed on security. So they want to be able to flag people that yeah. are not staying there more easily. Um, another thing, like we, we rented out the, the, the presidential suite for the bachelor party for the bachelor really and when we arrived they said uh so someone else booked that one they were told uh it's going to be another night for it to be cleaned because the group in front of them was was a little too rowdy yeah terrible experience like they they have one of those rooms in the hotel and you've got your expectations set and then downgraded like Seriously, because, because of a party. Well, I I know of a, a sensor that kind of can help these hotels <laughs> from parties getting too rowdy. And <laughs> uh, if you want to talk, 
it's called Noise Aware. Uh, I work there. <laughs> uh, but like that cost them. The the guy that booked it is like the premier elite status with them, and he was pissed. Mm. Like it's it's garbage that that you have that experience on a on a one night bachelor party. Like you expect to to get it. So. Um, you know, you have to think about the downstream effects of, of having issues like that at your hotels yeah, and at your rentals, right? Like if that was a rental home, you'd be screwed. Where else are you going to put them? Um, it still yeah, wasn't have a, what we wanted, but they yeah. at least had a suite. Yeah. Well, and say, and the fact that you have a presidential suite that's booked two nights in a row, you would kind of, and you know they're usually bigger square footage. They have more amenities. They have this. They have that. That requires a bigger housekeeping team, which henceforth should you know pre- be prepared for back to back, especially in that type of city uh, where it's kind of known for people to come for a bachelorette, bachelor, whatever type of uh, you know stays. It's kind of a yeah shocker to me actually, to be honest, especially for yeah yeah. It was it was. Uh you know, part of the, the ugly, right? There's yeah. the, the bad is, is not, um, having ballet. And then the ugly is getting downgraded. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's about as bad of a, an experience as you could get. So besides just straight up, not having a room, which I know can happen sometimes too. True. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the highlight on the good, uh, I guess one more bad, they did still have restrictions on like tables in restaurants had to be six feet apart. So lines were insane. Yeah. Um, we wanted to go to Acme, which is kind of a famous oyster house for new Orleans. Uh, shout out Lino Maldonado, knowing the owner, getting us a reservation to a restaurant that didn't have reservations. <laughs> the line is literally like out the door, around the corner, a block long. And there's like 12 tables inside. Wow. And, then, and uh, we walked in with 10 people after a, <laughs> a two minute wait. So um, there is still hospitality. It, it still exists. The service was fantastic. Um, and you know, it was a, it was a great experience. I, I'm just glad we didn't have to wait in what must have been a two, three hour line. Yeah, for real. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about my trip to San Diego and there was a lot of places that were, you would be walking outside and you just feel like, nope, okay, not even going to attempt to go in because there's a huge line. Um, And then even if they had a small line, it wasn't a a place that you probably wanted to go at. Um, But the the nice spot was if you found the outside like dining that they set up on the sidewalks and there was some empty chairs or tables, uh, you're more likely able to grab those. So that was kind of what, what we did. We saw a lot of good open outdoor seating um yeah i'm sure there were restaurants available but it's it's one of those things like people have probably been doing their research for months like on their first trip now and everybody online says go to acme so they're gonna wait like we're determined to go there yeah um so yeah it's i i didn't i wanted i usually go to uh cafe dumont and get beignets after a a night of drinking but yeah i didn't try because i knew the line like Based on on the lines the previous day, the line would have been absolutely insane. Yeah, and you you drove right? You didn't fly to yeah. New Orleans. Okay, 
Yeah, and say flying is still an interesting experience. Like in the beginning, it was all right. You have to have an empty row in between, um, which I, I personally liked. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm not a, I, like I'm not a tall guy, but I have longer legs than most. Uh, like when it comes to proportion size, my legs are probably the longest part of me, and uh, so I like to have like the extra leg room where I can kind of just chill. But nah, not anymore. So that was like uh, I had a good experience. Nothing was late. Um, overall cleanliness and everything was was great uh but just being now packed back into the plane um is a, is not a fun like it never was a fun experience but having that experience of having the middle the middle seat open was really great yeah. um so for me that there's no bad there uh i do i do think though the if you're traveling right now during all of this recovery, during all of the reopenings, during all this stuff, it's going to be a lot harder for um, for you to get into, uh, you know, get into the places that you want to experience, you know, because the anticipation part for me is what, uh, you know, what I like the most. I anticipate the experiences of getting to go to the best brewery or the whatever place that you guys were talking about for oysters. Like that anticipation of getting there is great. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, there's a five hour wait. It's not the best. So that's, that's definitely a bad, uh, and my hotel experience was fine. Marriott again, shout out. Um, I'm not probably as high a status as you. I'm a, a gold elite, so working my way up. Uh, but okay, all right, cool. Uh, but yeah, easy check-in experience. And the the one thing I, I do struggle though with it at hotels now and front desks. Um, you know, before you used to be, you know, tell them three things about the property or in the area that they should, you know, how to get to their room. The Starbucks opens at six, and this you know, shopping little center over here is, is open 24 seven, just check out the front desk or whatever. Um, usually that type of stuff is, is there. I'm at, I haven't been getting that at all. Like it's like, all right, you're on 12th floor in a corner room due to your preferred, you know, room yeah, type on your probably not profile. training, right? Probably not the yeah. training that, that they're used to getting. And you lost a bunch of staff during COVID. And, um, and so without the, the training or without the education from hotel.school Ross, then yeah. it is ultimately a, a worse experience. It, it, the Sheridan, they had a piece of paper that basically had like 50 restaurants listed on it. I'm sure their most common question is, where should I eat? It's like, well, here's a piece of paper. Like yeah. not really the most hospitable experience either. Um, but Ross, to answer your question, it's been great. Um, nobody's talking over one another. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no confusion around which Michael should should speak next. From yeah, the so I don't have to say Mr. Ross or Mr. Golden. That's nice. Uh, for anyone who's listening and not watching on the live or the replay, uh, we have Mr. Ross commenting in on YouTube saying, uh, how is the show going today without him? And like when Mr. Golden was gone the last time, uh, we did miss you. So for this time, Mr. Ross, we miss you too. Um, kind of. Just enjoy kidding. your time with your family. Yeah, yeah enjoy, the, enjoy the family time. Um, so yeah, I don't know what... What other experiences other than, you know, it's really busy, lack of training, lack of staffing. What type of other stuff? Like, I, I want to focus on, like, there's got to be more good. I think we've said a, quite a few, you know, bad or ugly. But, well, I think I there's tolerance for not 
perfection right now because you just are excited to be out and about. So, I mean, advice is plan extra time, get there ahead, make reservations if you can. Uh, it's not the time to like just figure it out as you go because yeah. you're going to waste a ton of time, um, you know, especially in cities or states that that might have extreme restrictions on amount of seating. Um, get yeah, get there early, plan ahead, and, and be flexible and and be tolerant. And I know we we tried to you know, wherever we went tip really well, knowing that a lot of these folks were were probably trying to play catch up for from the past year. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I think everyone's doing their best. Uh, so don't get frustrated and, and be patient and understand what's going on. And those of us in the industry, you know, it's easy for us to understand, uh, but make sure your, your friends and family know when they travel, it's, uh, it's not like it used to be not, not uh-huh. yet. Yeah, totally agree. I love that. That's the one thing, um, no matter what, even pre COVID telling friends and family, like, Hey, when you're traveling, you know, here are the, you're the good, you know, uh, no, no hows or uh, go to things I always ask or suggest, but then it always comes down to make sure like the better you treat everybody in, in life in general, but the better you treat everybody at the hotel, at the restaurant and whatever department, um, the better off you're going to be unless that person's just a jerk. But um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, sweet. Anything coming up for you this week, Mr. Golden? I know we both uh, love Mondays, but you know, Monday is just the beginning. It's uh, always something to uh, to look forward to to start. Um, so, anything coming up for you guys uh, and Noise Aware, or with anything in your life? Yeah. Well, personally, I'm. This will be my last full week in at the home office. I'm going to be hitting the road the rest of the month um, for a night or two each week, the rest of the the month. So super excited about that. Ready to get back on the road and wear my mask on these flights for a long time. And, you know, (laughs) same old, same old. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of getting all that stuff in order and and getting out ahead of as much as I can in in the coming weeks. But yeah, there's, uh, there's some really big stuff coming down the pipeline and just, uh, trying to get it across the finish line. Amen. Couldn't agree more. Well, sweet. This has been a great episode. It's been nice to not have to go back and forth between three people. But uh, Mr. Ross, we again, we do we do miss you. We'll see you again next week. uh, Yeah, till the the Oliver crew. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you again, Michael, and I'll, I'll see you soon.